0: Hmm.
1: Welcome back to The Trickway. I'm transporting Trev. Trev Nod. What am I when it comes to this, actually? Let's just say Trevor, because <laughs> this isn't the gaming one. And that's uh, great over there. Um, we're back Fair again, man. It's three times in the space... Well, no, three episode reviews in the space of five days? Four days? Yeah. Four days. Wow. it's yeah, nuts. That's uh, I think we're back to normal after this, though, great. I think it's every week. Yeah. We, yeah. we tend not to take breaks so much, Touchwood with the Star Trek stuff. So, I think... We go into episode 10 and then there's a long break. And then I don't know what comes after that.
0: How many episodes are supposed to be?
1: 10. Lower Dex this time. 10. Oh, okay. 10. okay. Prodigies and the Can, but we don't know when and who's going to show that. And Discovery. Waiting, waiting, waiting. Dis- Discovery will be the next one, but it'll be like January or February. I really hope we're not waiting for two, three months without any track, man. But we might. So, I don't know
0: if they if they put up those uh, what they call very short treks. Then, oh yeah, then we, and we
1: basically got nothing because those things are bad. <laughs> yeah, so please get your ideas out of specials and things you want starships and characters and just whatever. Like even if we do twenty minute, thirty minute videos, it's all good. I'm, um, I'm going to do
0: a, I'm going to do a quick special right now on Shrek Day and very short treks. It's bad. <laughs> is it? I haven't seen it. I saw this. I saw, I saw a couple. Th- and they're they're just it's stupid. I mean, it, it just just doesn't make sense. It's really dumb. Is this I mean, the new I, ones I, or the ones from yeah, back in the day? No, what they did was they decided to make these little short cartoons because it's the 50th anniversary of Star Trek: The Animated Series. Right. And what they did was they used the old style animation, which was not very good back then. So they do. So they use that old style animation and they create new stuff, and it's it's like a parody. Right. It's not really that funny. It's actually in Aww. some ways kind of stupid too. Should it be they funny not, though? That's Lord Dex. I, I don't know anymore. You know, they well, they, I, they haven't had a good Trek day in years. Every Trek day it comes out, it's always something stupid or bad. That,
1: that Trek day wasn't good. I must have. I know you said it was yeah. better than last year, Craig, but that's not difficult sudden that one was dire. This Whoa. was. Yeah. Just above dire. <laughs> yeah, literally. Yeah, yeah. Almost almost diarrhea level, not quite. Nah, just they don't they, they have nothing to show because of all the strikes and stuff. They can't really announce yeah. anything new because the they, they can't be working on it just now because of what's going on. So they are scraping the barrel and they've no choice. Is well yeah, I guess so. Um but yeah, so we've plenty of time for specials, I think the point of that is. Um so this is uh, Lord Dex still, of course. It's season mm-hmm. four, episode three. And I do like the titles of, these, uh, of the Star Trek episodes. They're mostly always great. And this is In the Cradle of Vexelon. Who is Vexelon? We'll get to who Vexelon is. Um, he's actually. Uh, Vexelon reminds me of Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, the big computer, and that kind of yeah. little bit. So. 42. 40, that's the answer to everything. What is the answer to everything, anything, and all answers in the universe, or something paraphrasing? the
0: right, entire, everything, and, and the entire, entire universe, the whole connection, everything. What would be the answer to and all And then of a it long pause. 42?
1: A long pause, and they'd be like, 42. And they're like, sorry, do say, say that say, again? What, what? Come again? <laughs> genius. Great. It's absolutely genius. Um, yeah. Right, sorry, we're we're, we're diverging already, uh, as we do. Uh, Right, okay, so the start of this was pretty cool, Greg, because Mm -hmm. um, I don't know what they call it in sci-fi. I'd I'd say a Halo ring, because I've watched a bit of Halo. The crew are visiting this artificial structure in space, and it looks like the Halo rings from the Halo games and the Halo TV series. I wish we had Mr. Ross Light on here, because he is an absolute Halo fanboy. Uh, was that your best description of this thing? It wasn't a Dice yeah, sphere because that's literally a no Dice sphere is
0: different. Yeah, um, but yeah, I guess that, yeah, it's pretty good. It's almost like a giant circular space station, except it's a world apparently.
1: Yeah, and
0: yeah. Uh, and this computer is controlling everything, all the weather, <laughs> all the plants, all the whatever it might
1: be. Everything, um, everything. It's I've seen it in science fiction quite a lot. These ring things, but they're mm. oh, do you know where I saw it? interstellar the movie right yeah it was in that so it's a theoretical thing so maybe one they day just
0: love rings i mean stargate ring right tv series ring yeah you have too. uh the halo ring here you have the interstellar like you just said i don't know if i've ever seen one in star trek before
1: if there has been one oh, one oh and they also go. had
0: a a big big ring in uh uh the expanse
1: yeah, yeah, uh, rings for everything. He's one there. I mean, the rings are rings are. Yeah, it, but has there been one in Star Trek before? I don't remember seeing one. I had to think about that one. I don't no. think. Don't so. think so, but I could be. Like, there's a lot of Star Trek, so I can't. I could remember.
0: Well, I mean, you could say Guardian of Forever.
1: He was like a. He was a ring True, kind of shape. but I'm talking about this thing that you live on. Whatever, yeah, it, whatever yeah. its scientific name is for it, someone tell me, because I don't know what it's called. Yeah. I'm calling it Halo Run. Um, ex- I just want to start humming the Halo music right now, but that's a different franchise, so I won't. Um, uh, so- <laughs> that's another special. <laughs> there's, there's a lot of humming and honing and that. Uh, so the, the, like, as Grace touched upon, this computer, uh, there's a big AI that runs this thing from eons ago called Vexelon, And Vexelon is bloody hilarious, Grace. Uh, yeah. It's got its cheeky, chappy personality, cracking jokes, sense of humor. What could possibly go wrong about an AI with a with a sense of humor? <laughs> of course. Nothing could go wrong. <laughs> Everything Except... <Except> and anything. <laughs> um, remember the Lord Deckers that we're now unofficially calling Upper Lord Deckers? Grey coined yeah. that. That's patented that. Um, they have stepped up a little bit, so they're now looking after the Ensigns. Would it be the Ensigns? Yeah, it would yeah. be yeah. Ensigns mm-hmm. and then Lieutenant Enstance. Junior Gray yeah. and Lieutenants. Yeah. Right, so the, the he's technically looking after the Ensigns, which is a scary bloody thought because it's Boimler. But he is on his first away mission this time as someone like a boss man looking after his little minions. Um, and he's... <laughs> great. put something... A little note here, as if he thought it was... I don't know if he thought it was being stupid or not. I was being facetious. Remember, Star Trek, Lord X, this touches upon all the topics and things we always wondered what would happen in Star Trek, like toilets and showers and comm and what happens if you tap them and you're, the person you're speaking to is right beside you. Yes, Grey put feedback there, that's what it is, but I'm putting a little cheeky, winky face just thinking... What would happen if you actually tried to speak to someone that was right beside you? Feedback. Boimler's a bit of an idiot. Uh, he doesn't realise that he's WhatsApp chat. That's the best way I could describe it because I think he was yeah. doing it to many people. Uh was right beside him. And it was Tevin, I think it was. It was right beside him. So. Um, now, slowly but surely, it's going to run out of control. Of course, it is. It's, it's Lord deck's guys. Uh, the new junior <laughs> grade lieutenants, or the lieutenant junior grade, should I say, they now uh, have access to, access to a normally room, right? So can you just imagine in my work, I give access to people for different rooms and stuff depending on their rank. Uh, and I've got one of the higher ranks just because I'm an IT, because you get it all by default. Uh, and it's given access to someone, uh, to someone higher up uh, for, say, a server room. They've now got access to a normally storage room. Uh, and they go in there and... Gray noticed some things straight away. Uh the first thing it's 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 all random artifacts that picked up over time mm-hmm. that are still to be, you know, categorized and then put into their wherever they're going to the final destination and there's loads of random things in there. Um I, I'm just literally going to quote Dr. Tiana there, so I apologise for the swear word, but it's acceptable because it's Doctor Tiana and she's bloody hilarious. Uh <laughs> <laughs> There's a little Betasoid gift box, right? With a little face in it, which I do remember from back in the day. Yeah, um, yeah. And this thing is like a little face in it, talking away. And it, it's, it's almost as if it's got multiple personality uh, disorder because right. it literally just says, eat a bag of Borg dicks, right? <laughs> I was like, what? I should have paused it and I went, what? What? what <laughs> I know,
0: it was funny because this thing is like a parrot or something. Every time someone says something, it picks up on it and repeats it.
1: It's like, oh, God. yeah, a bag of board eggs. And then Tindy went, I didn't know Dr. Tiana came in earlier. <laughs> she knows Who it too so well. Who else? Oh, man. there you go. See, there you go. There is the funny lines. There is our favorite character. Yeah both grey and ice character well the funny thing. thing is it, she actually wasn't physically there and no. she's still funny no yeah i know exactly well there you go you hit the nail on the head this thing's a parrot it records whatever you say she's been in before and picked up on a sweary word but grey did notice a lot of cool things in this room about easter yeah. eggs which numbnuts here did not so because i was writing and watching grey's not quite the same luxury what did you spot well, I, I wasn't able to spot everything, but of the one not. that that
0: came out of me right away was uh, the character or the, or the computer robot, whatever you want to call it, uh, Nomad. And Nomad came from the original series uh, episode The Changeling, which is season two, uh, episode three. And basically, this was a, a thing that the Kirk and Spock had to contend with and, and stuff. And so I see this thing and I'm going like, oh, my gosh, it's Nomad. And Nomad had merged with another probe, so it became pretty powerful. I'm not going to go through the whole the whole episode, but basically, it thought Captain Kirk was its creator because the original creator's last name was Roy Kirk, uh.
1: Uh, and so, and,
0: it, and because its programming was a little goofed up when it merged with the alien probe, it just said it just picked up on the Kirk, and so it assumed Captain Kirk was a creator. It was a really great episode. So I see this thing, and I'm going like, "That's it." Well done. Good days, and man. then there were a couple others. I don't know if you want to point them all out or. Of course, yeah, go for it, Matt, please. Okay, so I I did recognize the knife. I just couldn't remember where where I had known it from, so I had to go look it up, and it was the Lurpa, and the Lurpa was the weapon that that uh, Kirk and Spot fought with in a mock time, also right. the original series, and that was season two, episode one, uh, and everybody knows that because Spot goes in the heat and everything, so.
1: <laughs> right. Um,
0: uh, the other Easter egg, which I, I I I remember, but I couldn't remember everything about it, was uh, the Watachula game, and that was uh, seen the Watahui now. Yeah, Watachula. <laughs> it was seen <laughs> in Star Trek: Deep Space Nine, Move Along Home, Season One, Episode Ten. The game trapped players in a pocket dimension, and forced them to solve escape room puzzles before they could get out. Which comes and, back later on in the episode. Right, we'll we'll explain how that happens in this episode. So it was just yeah. like. You know, I love those little things they just throw in there and expect you to pick up on them.
1: Uh, Armin it. Armin Shimmerman cool. actually played the voice. That was I didn't know yeah. that. that was pretty interesting. Did he play the voice this time around? Uh, no, no, I don't this think so. I didn't, rec- I didn't recognize it, his voice, but no, but yeah, he,
0: I, I didn't even know he played the original voice. And back then, of course, he wasn't cast for D Space Nine. That was uh, uh, only for TNG. So right. to do the voice for the box was pretty pretty cool. That was him. So they came back to him. And of course, if, I, if you don't know, he played Quark in uh, Deep Space Nine, and that sh- episode was uh, in Next Generation. Was called Haven. That was also season one, episode eleven. So interesting! All those cool little things in there.
1: Yeah, yeah, literally uh, Easter egg hunters, dream come true. Really, that one. Um, I, I should really go back and watch uh, more DS Nine because I used to not hate it, but it was one of my least favorite shows. And I do like it more than I used to. So I should, because there'll be episodes, and, and there'll be a lot of episodes that I won't remember because I never watched it a second time round. I've yeah. watched I watched every Star Trek episode, including TOS at some point, at least once. But they've been so long ago with my memory that, pfft, um, so yeah. yeah you got to get back to some of
0: those TOSs. You know, you only, you only polished one or two off that list. Of no, I've
1: polished more than one or two off that list. Oh, okay, sure. and there's this, this <laughs> hand. There's probably half a dozen polished off that list. Um, and I always go with the better ones. Grey always suggests the best ones for me because, like, even TOS doesn't have every episode being ten out of ten. So, no. uh, right. So no. after this, <laughs> the upper lower decks, uh, Peyton Peyton and Common, um, still have a crap uh, load of work to do. Um, they have been bullied or picked upon by a lieutenant above them to scan every single isolinear chip and whatever room it's bloody called uh, the chip room. I'm just calling it the chip room um, yeah. because the sensors are all down on the computer. Mariner is why, why can't the sensors do it? Why? Why can't you do it? Blah, blah, blah. Um because I picked you to do it, and the sensors are down at the moment, you have to go and scan every single one, and the, there's it 's wall to wall of chips man um and they have to scan every single one because if even one 's not scanned, it could be bad news so it's they 're still getting the crap jobs, even though they 've went up in rank they 're still getting the crap jobs great, which is a bit harsh actually but
0: yeah but um, they 're in more high class crap jobs
1: now are they? <laughs> well, maybe, maybe, maybe. <clears throat> um, the AI, or vexelon we'll just call him on He is an AI, but, we'll, you know. um, Vexilon, um is, is down, <laughs> or is on the fritz, is the technical term, on the fritz. On the fritz, yes. Because the OS, the operating system, is out of date. <laughs> See, they relate things to real life sometimes, Lord Dykes, and that's why it always makes me laugh and smile. Yeah. Um, and I'm just thinking here, be careful when you update the OS, Gray, because we know every time Windows updates the OS, the sound always goes and plays up. Something yes, goes wrong, right. doesn't it? So happens. Check those sound settings after, otherwise Vexel won't be able to do a Discord stream. Um, <laughs> Gray, what did you... I did notice this, but I didn't note it down, What, what the, the, the age involved here. Yeah, when uh, the captain was working through trying to do everything, because apparently
0: she's an expert in old tech architecture computers or something, she said. Yeah. Uh, the, they said, let's see, let me find out when your last update was. And it was over six million years ago. <laughs> and, but then it was even funnier, too. The computer comments and goes, ah, six million years
1: ago. That was a good day. <laughs> <laughs> like, matter. okay six million years can you imagine that now jesus christ windows update constantly
0: reminding you to update the other thing that was funny but they don't didn't say anything about it is right next to the computer we were, were floppy disks but the floppy disks were this big and so she's 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 holding a floppy disk in her hand this big thing and she's shoving it in kids if you want yeah. to
1: know what a floppy disk is ask your parents or ask gray yeah, uh, it was pretty <laughs> funny though. I mean, it looked like
0: they looked like the giant size of the three and a half inch old floppy disk.
1: Uh, you know, years ago, and you do, just you just took a picture. Do you want to notice something? I never, I missed that. Due, purely down to the their size. You know, I didn't, I didn't, my, I didn't. My brain didn't go two and two equals floppy disk because of the sheer size. Of I just right, thought they were right. like. Big cartridge type things that you plugged in, like big iso linear chips or something. But you're right, man. It's a big, big ass plastic or whatever it is floppy disk. Sure, it looked like a floppy disk to me, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We're just going to go with that, actually. I'd imagine sure. it would be. It's it's, uh, it's satire and, and slipstick right. slapstick humor a lot of the time in Lord Deck. So. Uh, sure. so, yeah, that, that was pretty amusing. Uh, the OS update fails. Never pull the power cable out in the middle of an update. No, they, did, they didn't do that. Uh, it fails, which sometimes can happen. Um, and all hell breaks loose purely because um, it goes into a regenesis mode. So it's starting to kind of revert itself back to its original programming, which was pre-everything like pre-life on earth kind of thing you know just hell yeah. hell, brimstone you okay name it. Knows,
0: primordial soup uh, and all this uh, stuff the law yeah you, you even yeah. hear the computer going like and i'm trying to we're gonna turn everything primordial soup and you see the default voice not the funny voice yeah but what was what was funny about the whole thing though is of course if fact if all that was actually happening i mean you wouldn't you would if it was live action yeah. you could never do that because oh, it would not make any sense the budget but this is a you cartoon show so ev- right exactly so this is a cartoon show and everything is going completely nuts <laughs> clouds are falling out of the sky and breaking on when they hit the ground because they're not real exactly <laughs> And know just it was pretty great every time you turn around something else is happening you know the
1: volcanoes
0: and lava and all kinds of garbage and rain and thunder and everything else going on it's
1: pretty cool It was a typical lord dex meltdown usually um oh i forgot to mention as well in the chip room uh when they're scanning everything the lieutenant as he's leaving says oh by the way uh billop's uh pet ferret uh lands is on the loose and that scares the shit out of rutherford i don't know maybe he's got a phobia against ferrets but Apparently. he was just freaked out he's <laughs> No, I've got to scan all these chips and there's a ferret on the list. Will it kill me? Will it not? Who knows? Um, uh, back with the Vexelon, uh, I was putting the here, but it he is called Vexelon. Um, and and what are they doing to try and fix it? They're checking the manual. <laughs> of course, a manual that's six million years old. <laughs> well, it but it why not? Why? And it's still a paper copy. That's good. Like what? according Just to run. this you see the captain going according to the manual it says here that <laughs> like oh boy yeah because captain freeman is an expert in old timey why me it stuff uh she's able yeah, to alien you know she's really smart alien it stuff I'll alien I, okay right mate that's, that's the next thesis yeah. i'm working on for my job come on man get, get me knocking yeah. me down not my profession um <laughs> she finally. Yeah, to but me. wait. What? What? The, what would have been funnier if
0: you think about it is that when she found the manual, she should. She should have said, "No one uses these," and just throw it out.
1: <laughs> yes, this is true. This is true. That would have, that would have been funnier because that that would be so true. Someone then. hands her the manual, and she goes, "Don't change yeah. the manual. You wing it." And then you go running back for the manual. You're like, "Shit, I kind of need it." Um, she's able to make sense of this manual and. She, the way to get everything back to normal is uh, the reboot, the reset option. Of course, it is. This is yeah. <laughs> this is my job. Did you turn it? Did you turn it off and on? Yeah, uh, no, no, she didn't. This time, she has to do a little bit more. She has to press the little CMOS thing in to clear the motherboard now. Um, but it's the reboot option, uh, which typical. I knew that was going to happen. Uh, Vexelon, or at this stage, I'm going to just call it the AI, because Vexelon is the cheeky chappy personality, so I don't really know if the other one, we can yeah. kind of technically call it that. It goes into default mode, Uh like we are touching on before, and that's where you get the primordial soup from, and early planet type building and stuff. Um, but back with our boy, Boimes, Um he's... Boy, boy. Now, this, this is a weird one, because I maybe you remember what this was great the device that him and the ensigns are working on did you pick up what that actual device was or was it just a thingamabob or a thingamajig
0: i mean i, I knew it had
1: something to do with power power know, something stuff.
0: but that everything had to be done in a certain order because if you don't do it then the cylinders that they were changing out or whatever would blow up and so so boims is going crazy going like oh my god if you don't do it right blows up it's gonna kill everyone <laughs> So he's like <laughs> freaking out And all this, so it was pretty funny though, because he's sitting there like he's so nervous. He says, "Here, let me demonstrate how to do one." And then when they cut back to the scene later, he's already done like eight of these things. He's going like, oh let me just. There's only one left. Let me try. Let me show you again."
1: I think poor Boimes is shitting himself because he knew what it was like to be in that position before, where you always messed up, and there's always a little part of Boimes that's always going to be like that, regardless. Even when he makes Captain. One day. He's still going to make an arse of it on an odd occasion. <laughs> um, but Grey was right. some kind of power regulation type device. Let's just say the power for bloody Vexon, right? And there are these cylinders that he's got to pull out in a particular order. Otherwise, it could cause a train reaction and they do blow up. He knows how to get it out, but he's too hesitant to ask the ensigns to do it in case they mess up. Problem is, you right. need three of them to take one out. So he's like, no, it's fine. I'll give you a demo watch. He's got him. a leg here, pulling this <laughs> clamp out, and a leg here, and then uses his teeth to pull the thing out. I <laughs> so what? You're a contortionist. And then you turn it this way. You're it's a contortionist, <laughs> uh, He wanted to... He, does, he doesn't quite trust him. I get it. He's new in that bank... Um, and he doesn't want to be accountable, uh, so he wants to do it himself. So he goes to do a second demo, and to win the the, the, the Vulcan officer, she's like, Boymes, would you give them a chance? Come on, like this is not logical. They are, you know, you've got to trust them. This is their job or a team, all that kind of good Starfleet talk. Right. Uh, but he's not having any of it. He wants to do it all himself, no matter what. The hope is if they take them all out, and I think they put them all back in in the right order... It will reboot the system, we hope. And he's talking to the captain the whole time to work in tandem to get this sorted. Um, now, I <laughs> guess a bit slightly...
0: While, hmm? I was going to say, while they're doing this, everything is still going com- completely bonkers outside. Oh, yeah. They're just, all, they're just all looking at it, looking at like meteors and crap flying everywhere.
1: And there's going, like, this is not you kind of get used to it because it's a little deck, so there's got to be a bit of chaos of in the background by default. Um, the guys back on the Cerritos on the chip room are still doing their thing uh, but they are going to try and pretend that they scanned a lot of them uh, or all all of them when they hadn't and they kind of sneak out and this is uh, where the lieutenant mentions the lieutenant that put them on this task if you miss just the one chip everything could go to shit and they're like uh oh this this is not great um, later on we, we find uh, out what comes of that hmm? we should back
0: up a second because this, the, the reason they were walking out and going to towards the lieutenant's quarters the plan, is because they think that they're being hazed and you know hazing still goes on I guess apparently in Starfleet or whatever so they were so convinced that they were being hazed they decided to haze the lieutenant by putting all this crap up in his office and that was why they got oh and then all of a sudden this lieutenant is like being serious and they're going like, "Oh man, we might have made a mistake here." Mm. He actually isn't hazing us, so they got all nervous. And
1: What's so one of the things they to put in the lieutenant's room, Gray? Remember? Yeah, they
0: put the the, the Aldi, whatever it was, yeah, beta box.
1: box and some ray gun thing that makes it do something. I, it was an interesting contraption. It was Rutherford helped set all this up because he's a genius engineer, and when they find out that this generally this one chip that's messed could be a problem they chip themselves, they they spring into action. Rutherford is going to have to run back to that room and dismantle everything, and then the other guy is going to have to run back to the chip room to scan all the chips really, really, really quickly. Um, but back in the planet, because we do get to that in a moment, back in the planet, um, Boimler finally accepts help from the Ensigns after Tevin gives some of that good logic goodness to Boymes, a bit of common sense, a bit of a talking to. You like this scene, Gray, you noted down.
0: Yeah, I thought it was nice. It was, I guess, a a
1: short character development
0: scene or whatever. But anyway, she explains to Boymes that he has to trust his crew and help them by being a leader. Uh, She explains that that, uh, Boymes got his record, that his record showed that he deserved the promotion because he didn't think he did. And he was concerned about their lives being you know, hurt or somebody would die in his watch or whatever, and uh, and that's when Tevin reminded him that Starfleet—you take your chances. That's the way it is. Dangerous yeah. part of the business. Kirk has said that way back.
1: Oh yeah, yeah. 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 Team, a, it's a teamwork. It's a te- team game. At the end of the days, there's no um, one person that takes all the credit here. Uh, now, the thing we're touching on a moment ago about the trap kind of being set up in the tenant's room kind of comes full circle because back on uh, the Cerritos, they break into the little teams. Tindy goes absolutely ham. She goes in with two scanners that are like phasers in their little holsters at the side and their little glasses. She goes in and just pretends she's in the shooting range, just scans them like an absolute beast. She just purely focuses scanning every single chip because... By the way, the one thing we didn't mention was the lieutenant was nasty to them. There was actually a second wall of chips after they thought they checked them all. <laughs> yeah, he he presses a button, he goes ding, and another wall comes down, and they're like, "What?" That's why this came up with the hex, the the, the, the azing, because right. they're like, "Nah." nah you, you I like up. how he says. Well, I thought he goes, "I thought the the uh, the wall, the the button on the wall
0: was was pretty clear right here," because because they were wondering like, "How do you get the other wall?" I said, "Well, the button's right here." It's like, <laughs> you see the whole wall come up, there's just as many chips as there was before, like, oh no.
1: So setting a trap for the lieutenant and getting revenge on him sounded like a plan at the time I would have done exactly the same thing. Um, Rutherford runs back to uh, lieutenant's quarters to try and undo the trap he set up, but it backfires as the little bloody Betazoid gift box thing traps him. Uh, he literally gets stuck inside it Like the uh, DS9 episode. Stuck stuck inside the Wild Chala Wildies. The Wild 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 wild, Bing Bang. (laughs) That we just talked about. (laughs) Say that 10 times quickly, Greg. Yeah, Yeah, he's stuck in it. I don't remember the episode, Greg. I don't know if you did. It was basically, as you said before, a bunch of smaller challenges that you had to try and escape. But Rutherford's actually skipping them really, really quickly and efficiently because I guess he knew what happened inside and out. The the Wadachula. The Wadachula. From Deep Space Nine, yes. He had but Rutherford
0: is like buzzing through these things, whereas in the episode it took a while for them to figure out like all the different puzzles and stuff. He just goes like straight through it. <laughs> and it was great because there was one scene where he figures it out like within a second and the the uh I don't know, the holograms or whatever inside this thing just go, Oh <laughs> you, see, you see him go,
1: oh because they thought he was gonna be in there for a while, so they're all disappointed. <laughs>
0: That was, pretty, that was pretty
1: funny meanwhile what's happening this whole time with mariner because the lieutenant is almost back at his quarters at this stage and there's a bit of a distraction on the cards isn't there yep uh the there's a at this point here uh the mariner's actually talking to the vet engineer about what he's been up to and the kind of music he likes for a while he wouldn't shit up for a good long time. And he's almost back at the quarters at this stage, but they're looking for that distraction. So she, she just basically asks him everything, anything, um, including jazz music. And who else do we know in Star Trek that loves jazz music? Yep. Rekar. Rekar, yeah. He's our man. Um, so they are—they uh, just about managed to dismantle the, the the trap. Like we said before, he breezes through at Rutherford because he knows what to expect. It's a bit of a shit game if you can't adapt. But anyway, I'm, I'm nitpicking, of course. <laughs> um, it turned out, though, Gray, here's the kicker. <laughs> it turned out the lieutenant didn't have to go back to his quarters in the first place because the friend he was meeting for dinner, the plans changed, and he was going to go to his place rather than the lieutenant's place. And they're just like, face palm, like, like oh, uh, come on, really? Really? <laughs> Typical, right? Typical. And then uh, Rutherford, of course,
0: passes out, like, bonk.
1: Yeah, he's oh, had cool. enough. He's he's the poor guy. He needs a little rest after that. Um, the AI does reboot in time. Bexalon does come back just in the nick of time. And what I found amusing about it was the whole thing. He was he was embarrassed about what happened. <laughs> and the <laughs> yeah. AI with a conscience. That's right. I'm so sorry.
0: It's like I didn't mean. I didn't mean for all this to happen. <laughs>
1: that was amusing. I, I like Um yeah. Yeah, the de-genesis mode is deactivated as Boimler shuts down the device via the power system just in the nick of time. Uh, but remember, if they didn't put these things back in exactly the right order, uh, the ship was going to hit the fan, and by ship and fan, it was Boimler going up to, into the air as a, a explosion goes off and he lands right... In, I mean, yes, I know it's a cartoon, Grey, but they're yeah. standing away over there, like by way over there. I mean, outside my flat, way over there, and the complex is there. And he's supposed to have been blown away over to right. there. Flies Come like on, the man. There's,
0: it's the ground. He's all like black and like just like in a Roadrunner cartoon. He's been smoked. He's been Pug in the oven. Bunny.
1: Someone set right. the oven to 250 in and Celsius and, and yep. forgot about him. Um,. So, yeah, poor but looks like he's he's obviously not going to be dead. I knew he wasn't going to be dead, but he's a proper mess. He's charred. He's not moving. Um, and then you've got a little comment a little bit after here that you noted down, Gray, about Ransom, which was amusing. Yeah, I just it thought it was pretty funny. Later, they they he
0: uh, uh, Bo- Boimler was, like, imagining stuff, and that's because he was asleep or whatever. And he was actually, you know, uh, Dr. Tiana was working on him, Doctor Cat. So he's working on him. <laughs> Doctor Cat. And so he, you know, he wakes up uh, because uh, Tiana had woke him up. Yeah. And I'm going to get into something she said really funny in a second. But then Ransom <laughs> made a comment, and I just thought it was important to think about because Ransom mm-hmm. says there's nothing like your first death. And I'm going like, what? and then I'm going like, and because Raxit died, remember? Yeah. And then he came back and the way they explained it more or less was like well you know you, you always come back it's you know so they they loosely are referring to what typically happens in cartoons like you know all the bugs bunnies and roadrunners and all those other old cartoons they never really die they get all charred up and looking like whatever yep and then they and then they're fine so they play that same thing although they don't mention it too much but they kind of just throw those lines in there so when he said something about your first death and then and he and he came back i was like okay they're talking about cartoon kind of thingy now because I mean, he doesn't really yeah. die because technically everything that was going on, there's no doubt he should have died. The thing exploded. He got thrown 100 I mean, yeah, and a hundred feet. Yeah. And no hypo spray is bringing you back, man. No chance. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> so, but the, but the stuff that just got me totally, I was just laughing my butt off the entire time is he, he wakes up and then, and then Dr. Cat says when she, when she's finished reviving Boyum, she goes, she gets. She gives him the hypo. He 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 wakes up and he, and she goes, Holy shit, I can't believe that worked. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm just laughing. I'm going, She's the doctor and says, Oh, like, holy shit, I can't believe it worked. <laughs> and then it was even then then it just kinda went on that because I know she's gonna come up with some other line, so I'm always listening for it, right? Um and then Boemes is up and or whatever, and then he Here's something I forgot what uh, uh, Ransom said. Then he just drops dead again, you know, and stuff. And then Doctor <laughs> like all upset. I just revived him, and then she comes over and she goes, she goes, give me thirty cc's of whatever just worked a, a, a fucking minute ago.
1: Uh, that's that's pH, by the way. He he's spelled that. Yes, pH. Uh, yes. But you
0: knew what you said, but, the, but but. And then I was just I would lost it at that point because she goes, give me thirty cc's of whatever just worked a minute ago. <laughs> like he didn't even know she didn't even know what he gave him <laughs> just give it to me again that was just great man i i i live for for listening to uh to Jack and do, the, do this stuff man it's just so it's just great T-ix. these are some of the best these are some of the best lines she's had in the last few episodes i mean that was just
1: classic well they heard you Gray. they heard you they're like Gray wasn't yeah, happy apparently. before so um i still stand by the fact that her cursing has to be beeped out because it adds to it. As she just swore, yeah. it wouldn't be as shocking, but well, you know, fine well what she said when it's beeped through uh, over. So, nah, she's bloody hilarious. Keep her going. And yeah. I would, I want her to have more cameos in this. Um, yeah. so yeah, genius moment, funny, but kind of end to the episode. But we're not quite done there, almost. Um, uh, sweet word, incoming apologies. That bastard lieutenant, the one that was being nasty. Was pulling their leg the whole time as he's standing in the officer's <laughs> bar to, with Ransom, typical in crap company with Ransom. Uh, as he confesses to Ransom what he'd done, and he Ransom was just like, Ah, there's nothing, there's nothing better than fresh new lieutenants, you know, something like that. Yeah, I, I was like, You dirty little so and so. I had a feeling that it definitely was hazing. Uh, they did throw you off the track a little bit, but
0: it just. Mm. Yeah, and sure enough, sure enough. At the end, it, was, it really was hazing.
1: It, it was. And just to add to it, uh, the lieutenant's got he stuck, he's got a hold of Billups ferret, Lancelot for whatever reason, and he picks up Lancelot and he goes, "Go and get Rutherford." That's what he said. Go and get Rutherford. <laughs> Lets him loose, and it just runs up to Rutherford, and you don't see it. It cuts to black. Rutherford. Ah, he's off. Yeah. I want to know what happened with the ferret man and in another episode. What caused this ferret phobia? So I want to know, um,
0: what, but I think what it would have been funny is they should have made the ferret about the size of a human. Now that would have that would have been funny. <laughs> that,
1: <laughs> but it's okay, it's okay. That will come <laughs> in the future. Um, yeah. But yeah, so it was, it was it was it was it was very decent. No no big qualms there. Uh, Great. What did you give this episode uh, score wise? I I went eight out of ten. I was playing with seven, but
0: because Doctor Cat just 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 pushed it on up. And, of course, some of the callbacks in the anomaly room. But Dr. Cat, she just, that made it for me. I had to push it up a little higher just because of her. Because it was just so good. I mean, her lines but, in this episode were just just really unbelievable. I'm adding a point
1: five on here, Gray. Okay. <laughs> I was a 7 out of 10. I'm 7.5 out of 10. Very, Very decent, I note here. Very decent, it was. No real big issues. There wasn't anything I disliked in this episode. It just wasn't. I mean, it was It was funny. I just think it could... I thought it could have been funnier compared to previous seasons, mm. previous episodes and previous seasons where I'm literally laughing many times throughout the episode. And it's only yep. really, for the most part, I laugh when uh, Tiana's on. I should be laughing at other characters because it is an adult comedy cartoon. So it shouldn't just be up to Tiana. I'm wanting more characters to make me just go well, this, burst of laughing. this was... This is the thing that I
0: pointed out when we did our last show. Uh, going back to Rax again, Rax used to be a pretty funny character, and early on he had some really good did lines. You mean
1: Shax? Did you see Rax? Excuse me, I was yeah. wondering
0: we were talking about that. Yeah, <laughs> Shax. So Shax had some great lines, and all of a sudden, the last like I would say, he's dried up. The last the last half of season two, excuse me, season three, and even now in season four, he he isn't on as much, and when he is on. He's not really he's not as funny as he used no. to be. And I I liked him and I liked the playoff of him and uh and Tiana. It it works. Apple and Tiana. And he, so I think that they've kind of I don't know, for now they kind of neutered uh uh him because
1: he doesn't seem to be as funny. No, you get the wrong species. The cats, the ones that get neutered. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> Same thing. <time. laughs> but the point is is that I don't like that because
0: he was he was one of my probably my second favorite character after yeah. Uh, Dr. Cat. And
1: now he's kind of like, he just shows up here and there and he doesn't really do anything. And Tiana's got his lines, I th- it's safe to say. He, he, she's taken his limelight, which is a shame because he was my second favourite character as well. Hopefully he does come back later on and see some more funny moments uh, involving the Tiana because that would be amusing. But yeah, yeah, no, it was still very decent. The funniest bits were mm-hmm. with Tiana, like I say, the best line I've ever heard in lore. Lord Dex to this very day is eat a bag of board dicks. <laughs> yep, that was good. Do, do, yes. do. Borg Dix, I don't think they do, but who cares? We don't care. It comes up with stuff. That's what I'm saying, man. The character just comes up with the best stuff. Oh, oh I, didn't, I, I didn't know Dr. Tindy, uh, uh, Dr. Dr. Tiana was in here earlier on. Um, but yeah, so <laughs> we'll wrap it up there. The usual quick call to arms. Uh, we are on, for now, the audio podcast platforms as well it's changing next month maybe i've decided on that one uh, we get more views believe it or not on youtube than we do the audio side of things but for a moment as well as the youtube the podcast platforms you can list those uh, audio wise wherever you get your audio podcasts and then on mm-hmm. the twitters at uh, the trickway as well and then uh, probably by the end of the month most likely don't hold me to it we'll be doing a probably a gray Green room uh this an entertainment podcast which is I equally enjoy, to be fair. Um, and we'll be talking about all the shenanigans that have been happening in Hollywood or not been happening. Um yeah, and yeah, you can, <laughs> And you can find Grey in all the usual same places as well on the YouTubes at Gray's Green Room and on, on the audio play, uh, uh, wherever you listen to your uh, audio podcasts as well. What, one Green of those room. things. One of those things. Uh, <laughs> you try saying all that quickly. Um, and yeah. uh, of course, he's on Twitter as well at Gray's Green Room. Uh, and tonight, if you like gaming... Uh, Gray and I, as well as our friends, uh, Ross and Nick, will be on their gaming podcast, which is uh, Extreme PC UK. If you just Google that, you will find uh, the Discord for that. And we, uh, Gray's got an entertainment section in there. And so, I, I've, got a, I've got a trick way in there as well that we could talk Star Trek and entertainment goodness. Um, yeah and he's on the twitch so if you're about you could watch gaming podcast on the twitch uh but okay we'll leave it there mate um thank you very much for coming along as always people uh we'll see you for next week's episode episode four but until then mr gray do your thing mate long and prosper everybody bye